Hi, you guys. I am so excited to bring you Kathleen Thorin today. She is such an amazing woman. I got to learn so much about her. She helps people immensely just figure out the things that maybe they could do a little bit better with the relationship so that they have a better life altogether. And I hope you guys enjoy the show as much as I do. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Rebecca Hidalgo reigns with Grateful Heart TV coming to you today with special guest Kathleen Thorin here in the studio with us. Hi. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. So Kathleen is a very special lady coming to us today because of one of our sponsors, Bernadette Espinosa with Lawyer's Title, told me about this phenomenal woman and I thought... Uh-huh. I got to meet you. So here you are today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to meet you too. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm just going to get right into it, Kathleen, if you don't mind. Since our time is limited, what I thought was so cool about you, and we're going to go into your whole background, but from what I heard, you are a relationship specialist. Mm-hmm. A leader sh- or a laughter leader, yes. which we're going to get into the certified whole certified. Laughter. So I want to know <laughs> yeah. how I can get certified to laugh. Okay. And before we're done, we're going to share some stories about different people in your life that have affected you different ways. And there's a couple of topics that I thought were really interesting that you wanted to share with us today. Um, okay. The first one I want to get into is the people on our shoulders talking to us. Mm-hmm. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about? Um, the whole concept behind that, because where do these people come from that are on our shoulders? You know, we all have the little angel and devil like cartoon, and I think in our head when we mm-hmm. when I mention that. Mm-hmm. But can you share with us what that's all about? Well, we always think of it being an angel or a devil, because right. one of them saying really, "You can do it. Come on, no, you can't. Stop. You know, do something different." And so they get us very confused. But what I do in my work is I introduce you to who they are. Who are they? And they're literally parts of your brain huh. that um, that are speaking to you from a specific perspective. A very, very clear, definable, specific perspective that we can identify in work. So what I mean by that is you have an amygdala. Everybody's heard of the amygdala, right? And mm-hmm. so your amygdala is fight, flight, or freeze. It is out to protect you. It is for you. It wants to save you. But we got to know what it believes is for you. Mm-hmm. So example, I grew up with four dads, five moms, one of which was married to my mom. And so it's kind of crazy. Just think You're about that. You're skipping ahead of my outline oh. here. That's okay. You can keep going. I'll get, we'll catch up to that. So four dads, four dads five, five moms. moms, right? So a lot of things were changing because it wasn't only parental changes, but stepbrothers and stepsisters and stepgrandparents and you know all kinds of people in homes and blah blah blah. So sounds complicated. I, one of my my strategies that my amygdala, what I call the protective child, because I like things to be simple. Mm-hmm. You can't just always remember anti libidinal ego or 
you know, some weird psychological I don't even know what you just said. Name. I know, exactly. <laughs> and so in, in order to make it easy, I call it the protective child, to believe it's always for you. So mm-hmm. it said, we're going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. And you put some obstacle in front of me, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go over it, around it, under it, through it. I don't care. I'm going to get through it. That was what it said in order with what all the changes that were happening. Mm-hmm. That's what mine chose. That was brilliant as a kid because everything, when I had no free choice that was coming at me, right. I couldn't change it. Right. I had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my chose, my amygdala chose, our protective child. That was brilliant as a kid, but when I went to college... Not so brilliant? And I did not have any understanding that I had overcoming as a strategy, I then didn't have anything to overcome. I was a good A student, you know, honors and all of that. I liked people because I'd learned to get along with all kinds of different people. Mm -hmm. But overcoming... It was like, wait, overcoming saves you, Kathleen. We need to overcome, we need to overcome, we need to overcome. So is that where overachievers come from? Uh, Yep, probably overachievement is another strategy that you can use. Mm -hmm. And so my amygdala was saying, we need to overcome, right? Because if you have a strategy of overcoming that believes it saves your life, it needs something to overcome. It it produces the pain you had so that it can be used, not because it's against you, because it's for you. Okay, wait a minute. Are we talking actually about self-sabotage? Because I know that's another one of our bullet points. A little bit about self-sabotage. Yes, I don't believe in self-sabotage I thought that was so weird. Not at all. And all I reason, because I'm not educated, so I don't know, but when I hear self-sabotage, I'm thinking of somebody who's like, they know something's good for them, but for whatever reason, maybe they don't believe they're worthy of it. And so then they do something Mm -hmm. to derail what they could have had is that the good mm-hmm. definition or explanation of self-sabotage? That's probably, that's the definition of it because I don't believe in it. I believe that the protective child is doing something that it believes saves you. It's intent. Okay. And we know intent is really important. If somebody hurts you mm-hmm. and you know they didn't intend to, it's very different than when you know they set out to hurt you. Correct. Right? Absolutely. So we need to first become friends with our own brain, our own mind, that it is for us. Right. And so it could have looked like sabotage when I started as an RA for the third floor. Mm-hmm. You have to understand residential assistant for the third floor. I'm only supposed to take care of the third floor people, right? Okay. But my overcomer goes, we need something to overcome. So I attracted like a magnet anybody who wanted to jump out the third floor, right? <laughs> Window. I attracted all the all the racial the blacks who couldn't get along with the, they all like I can only talk to Kathleen. I can oh she's the only one that understands. Mm-hmm. Oh she's you know it was like I attracted everybody who needed different things to overcome. Okay. To me. Uh-huh. And I was exhausted all the time. So yeah, the result like I was exhausted but You're my amygdala protective child was thrilled like we're overcoming look at how good i'm doing so you look know how good it I'm sounds doing to for me you. and maybe i'm wrong in this but it sounds almost like codependency to me what what which what sounds like codependency the inner child needing to overachieve or to like take care of or maybe was it just that's how it maybe manifested in your line of work because you're a therapist i don't know i'm just commenting that that just sounds like if you have to Codep- feel the need to take care of somebody else yeah, sure, sure. But it, it's, 
I think codependency is a big, broad stroke. Is it? And I I'm think sure you know. when we, when I work with clients, we specifically f- find out exactly what your strategies were. Mm-hmm. What what saved you so as a kid? Everybody has different strategies. Everybody has completely different strategies, and they can show up completely as codependency. <clears throat> or oh yeah, I, I mean, I had to make everybody happy, right? Well, think so did all, I. That's why I relate to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> think about all these fathers and stepmothers and people. Okay. I had to learn to you know make all of them Kathleen, happy. Kathleen, not everybody can say that they've had four fathers and five mothers were you through the adoptive system or foster care system or how did that happen no my mom married four different men my dad married four women then my mom switched for a little while and moved in and at that time they didn't actually marry but moved in bought a house with a female Uh uh-huh and then she had several other partners too but then switched back and so, so that's where all the mothers and fathers came from. It was mm-hmm. just your parents, my parents having different relationships. Changing so, and changing and changing. Well, I could only imagine that that must have been incredibly traumatic for somebody who's young to not have, I mean, I don't have just one dad or one mom. I think most of us have different stories, but mm-hmm. I haven't ever heard of four to five per, <laughs> you know, one. So was that just a really hard time for you as a child? Um, and is that perhaps maybe what led you to your line of work you're in today? Definitely, definitely led me into the work that I'm in today because I found myself repeating one of the, I had two abusive fathers and two aloof fathers. And Uh so, you know, I turned God into the aloof guy. Uh I couldn't turn, I just, I just couldn't think of him as abusive. So when I became a believer, I thought he was kind of aloof. He was like, have you ever been to the Abraham Lincoln Memorial? I have not. Oh, it's beautiful. It's I huge, need to go there. giant pillars, lights, marble. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable. You you walk up and you say, ooh, oh, wow. But he just sits there. Right. And I, when I went over there, I thought, that's who my, my image of and my experience with God is. Somebody it's like sitting he just there. sits there. He's awesome. You say, oh, he's imagined. wonderful. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. This is incredible. But then you just... Like, then you walk away, right? So, you know, that's really interesting because I noticed as I went through your website, and I actually did not finish even going through your website because I was so excited to start just talking to you. Um, Kathleen teaches you how your deepest hurts and needs can become your greatest assets for happiness and achievement. She is truly gifted and fun to work with as you learn and grow more about you could ever um, than you could ever imagine. So what I'm hearing is that, and I know this for to be true, at least in my own life, is a lot of us go through some traumatic stuff as kiddos. Mm-hmm. And then as we grow up, we tend to carry that with us. Yeah. Right? So I think most of us are going around this world, if we don't do the work to heal ourselves, we tend to hurt others because we're still kind of hurt and maybe a little messed up ourselves. I mean, I don't know anybody who's mm-hmm. perfect, but I think God's probably the closest thing that most of us have to that in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, during your journey, Kathleen, at what point or were you always raised to have a strong belief in God? Like, where did you find him? And it certainly wasn't at the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. No, it wasn't there. That was later in life when I realized that. Um, when I was 13, I had a hellfire and brimstone Baptist preaching grandfather. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He was uh, really, really powerful. But he didn't do that to me. He did that to my mother. He uh-huh. would drag her off stages if she was singing in a play or the lead uh-huh. of a play. He did stuff to her that really, you know, hurt her relationship with God. But with me, he just took my little brother and I to church. And I... 
just kept going to church, going to church. And I always thought you had to know the whole Bible, so I never went forward to give my life to God because I thought, well, I don't know the whole Bible. Of course, I never opened it either. Oh, you know, it's just, kind of hard to know it if you don't yeah, open it, I just, right? You know, I was 13 and a teenager. Right. And so then he took us to the Billy Graham crusade. And when we went to the Billy Graham crusade there, I sat next to one of those brand new believers. You know uh-huh. how they are? So excited. I want to tell you everything. And then next to him was a counselor. Because at the crusade, the Anaheim Stadium, they had people spread out. We were in the nosebleed section, mm-hmm. right? But they had people spread out throughout who could explain the actual truth. I like and to so hear it. She explained to me about how, you know, Christ had died for me, that I was loved. And at 13, it was really the first time I ever Heard. really felt loved. And it, to this day, it makes me mm. cry because I really never, I, I knew I worked hard to make people like me, but I didn't know I was loved for no reason except just because they chose. Oh, wow. I got chills all over my body right yeah. now listening to you. And I want to cry right now hearing that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm not going to because this is my show and there's good. no tears on That's Grateful right. Heart. Oh, okay, great. All right, good. Well, no they're happy tears because it was beautiful. It, well, it sounds like event. it really was. Yeah, so I floated down the stairs, gave my life to Christ, and ever since I've never turned uh, back. Never turned back. I'm not, I am not. haven't lived a perfect life by any means. None of us have. But never turned back. And I. Uh, it's been my stability my whole life. I just oh. lean on them and have been blessed to do a lot of things with it. Well, and I know you sing and your ministers well. But I want to hear more right after this commercial break. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo-Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money 
Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Thanks, you guys, for coming back after the short commercial break. Now, I'm coming back to Kathleen. We were talking a little bit about the big man in this big chair that seemed unattainable until the age of 13 for Kathleen. I personally have a strong belief and faith in God. Mm. Mine was just recent in the last five years. It took a lot of um, tragedy and grief to get me there. Mm. But sadly, um, or I I shouldn't say sadly, that it took that long. But I think in my adult life, maybe, because you mentioned like at the age of 13, who wants to read the Bible, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it just takes a a special person. Um, But I do personally believe that he's with me all the time. I think Mm -hmm. he's with you all of the time and all Mm -hmm. of us. And we're not alone. And to me, that seems like almost the crux of the hurt because we're all wired to be connected. And when we feel alone, it's so incredibly painful. And I'm sure that's kind of the basis for all of the relationship stuff you work on. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I liked it. I love what you said is that, you know, he's the foundation. So people will say, oh, it's just a crutch. It's just a crutch. And I said, oh, I hope I never cr- use God as a crutch, you know, and just right. hobble along. I want to use him as a stretcher. I want to just lay out rest. Let him work through me, work in and through me. I want to relax in God, knowing completely that he's completely filled with the Spirit of God and that he's speaking through me when I when I speak. And mm. so I count on him. I I didn't I did hobble along for a long time. We because you know, I was a pleaser, so I had to make everybody happy. So I my my old strategy said also make sure these people like you so they don't hurt you. And right. so you know, I was a pleaser too, and so I helped God along. You know, I helped Him along, being do it, being a good girl, and <laughs> help me, help me, Jesus. Crutchy. But I can do this by myself. Oh, help me! But I can and do none this of us by can myself. do nothing by ourselves. Right. I'm here to say. But at the end of the day, what I think is so cool in learning your story is, you're to me, it feels very well rounded. So if somebody comes to find you for help with whatever maybe traumas they went through younger or as an adult with relationships because nobody wants to feel alone. It's just so hard. Um, The Engaged Living Experience, Kathleen, can you share with us what that means? Yes. What we do is literally, it's a structured program. It's a 92-page course manual, and it's root work, what I call root work. So I do branch work which is aunt mabel's coming and every time she comes she's always terrible and i need to have t- tips on how to get <laughs> you know how to deal with her holidays are coming we need yeah. to get ready exactly in my own life that was like being i went no i went when after i was um i had a very difficult marriage which was a repeat of the more abusive fathers for 10 years in um, 88, I went to a seminar, How to Deal with Difficult People, and they said, you can say no. You need to believe in yourself. You you need to trust. Come on. You're powerful. You're important. And I was like, oh, I never heard this before. Nobody that spoke that into my life. On no, your I didn't. No, no, not at all. Nobody really... Everybody was busy with their own lives, the relative, the, the parents and things. So mm-hmm. I really didn't get a lot of input from, from parents. I was pretty much on, on my your own. own. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I thought, well, this is great. So I come out of that workshop thinking, I believe this. This is true. It's positive. Okay. And you'd ask me to do something. I'd be like, 
No, no. <laughs> now this told. is very weird, right? Because it did not come from the root; it came from the branch, right? I'm mm-hmm. being doing what I'm being told, but you didn't hate me, so I think oh, that worked. That's fabulous. Oh right. my gosh! I said no, and you don't hate me, so I'm going to do it again the next time. Uh, no, I don't. I can't. And I thought, wait, what happened to that powerful no? You know, something's mm-hmm. wrong here. And uh, so then you asked me another time. Finally, I'm like, well, do you need me to do it? I thought, oh my gosh, You're right I'm back. messed up because I believe this 100%. I'm a 200 percenter. Mm-hmm. I do everything all the way. And, and I'm trying it, and I can't sustain it. That's what branch work is. Mm-hmm. You get tips on don't do this, do that. Right. You're not going to be able to sustain it. It's okay. for short-lived things. Like right now, I just need help. Let just, me get through these two weekends or something yeah, like something's that. something's coming up. i got to deal with it. And them. you'll feel worse if you try to think it's going to last forever. So root work, root work gets down to the core the of who you are. The yeah. core of what literally what neural pathways were created through your limbic system, which I call the hurting child. Mm. The hurting child, we need to learn not to fear our pain right. and learn to lean into it, but to be able to identify it and know why it's there. And so the limbic system, I call it the hurting child, even though it's positive and negative feelings. Sure. They get very mixed, like as in a client who lost a grandmother, an aunt, and a cousin Mm -hmm. when she was very young and she was very close to them, lots of intimacy, loved them dearly. Mm -hmm. They they all passed away for some tragic and some normal deaths. As an adult, every time she gets close at all to anyone and feels intimate, she gets terrified. That she's going to lose them. Terrified. So So, sad. So she thinks, I'm sabotaging myself. No, you're not sabotaging yourself. We need to change the strategy that your protective child came up with. That strategy that says intimacy is terrifying. So when we identify and know it's not trying to harm us, it's trying to shove down the pain. That's the job of the amygdala. So we just got right back full circle to the whole self-sabotage, right? You don't believe (laughs) in self-sabotage, and it makes perfect sense. Because if you don't understand the reason behind, or maybe the root reason, Mm -hmm. then you can't get yourself to stop that pattern that probably keeps you alone a lot longer than you need to be. Well, because when you came up with it, was it when you were a child, had no free choice right. to change your environment. Isn't that interesting? You also, developmentally, you think mm-hmm. exaggerated beyond reality. That's the developing brain of a child mm-hmm. is exaggerated beyond reality mm-hmm. and egocentric. Not egotistical, egocentric means sure. from my own perspective. Right. I can't see from another's perspective. So it, um, so when the, when the brain does that, it thinks it's life and death. See... People-pleasing, perfectionism, overcoming, alcohol, numbing out, all the strategies that we can come up with to shove down that pain and repress that pain are for life and death. So they're actually... It's not self-sabotage. It's to persevere or preserve you, actually. To help you. It's to save your life. It's the opposite of what we're all assuming you're doing, but it's just your strategy isn't on point. But the strategy isn't needed anymore because as adults, we have free choice. But who sits us down and tells us, you know, when we become an adult, right? Sorry, but who sits us down and says, you have strategies. Let's name them and give you some new ones now because you have free choice. Because you have free choice now. You know, you are the second person who's educated me on that and it is such I, I want to bring home this point to anybody watching or listening is when you're an adult you do have free choice 
And that makes such a difference because when we're children and we don't, and we're just kind of victims of circumstance, that's where all that trauma really does, I think, get birthed. Mm-hmm. Because as a you know, 10-year-old girl, 12-year-old girl, your parents are both off doing their own thing with different people and you're kind of left off on your own resources, you're going to create a lot of things to help protect you mm-hmm. as you, this mm-hmm. young girl's coming up on her own. And I certainly can relate to your story because I, I don't know how much of it's generational, but I remember being alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And my parents were divorced too. And, mm-hmm. you know, those of us, that's why I probably brought up the whole codependency thing because yeah. until my ex-husband who was an addict went through rehab, I never even knew what codependency was, what it meant mm-hmm. and what role mm-hmm. I played into that whole dysfunctional relationship. I'd like to think that's why I do what I do today because mm-hmm. I've overcome that and I'd yeah. love to help others find exactly. their way into a healthy, happy relationship so that their life while they're here is more fulfilling. I believe if I can be free from what I grew up with, mm-hmm. anybody and everybody can be free and deserves to be free. And we that is my mission. I want to help free every person mm. from this. You're doing something wrong. Right. You have to do it better. Do right. something different. No. What that is is what you resist persists. What you resist Every persists. force going one way creates an equal and opposing force coming the other way. So you're going to continue to create the same thing mm-hmm. until you literally love yourself. Literally, and that's what happens with my clients. They no longer judge themselves. They start saying, oh, I understand why I came up with that strategy. Then we create new strategies. Once you understand it, you can solve it. Yeah. You can solve it. Um, Before we end the show, I want to make sure that we hit everything that you're about and what you offer to people because you are about so much that I couldn't even begin to. um, I love the fact that, you know, it's about self-limiting beliefs and helping people overcome those. And that God was part of that safety for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You were you have your master's in counseling and ministry, founded Enrich Relationships. Okay, guys, I want to I wanted to make sure I didn't miss talking about enrich relationships because she has a nonprofit that she serves people and helps them who've suffered from traumas. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that? Like if somebody knows somebody that might need some help, is how do they go about reaching out to you for that type of assistance you can just call me all my clients that i serve pro bono are all referred okay. so i work with organizations and then with people that i i work with now they'll know somebody who needs some help and so okay. i make sure i'm always giving i love it i love it back. i love it and between your ministries and and rich relationships um indycar racing circuit now that's not <laughs> something i expected to find on your bio Talk to me about that a little bit, please. Uh, I've been a singer my whole life. I was a singer in high school and college. And uh, so I literally had, I call them God shots, something you never could imagine. My mom was on the Committee 300 for IndyCar Race in Long Uh Beach. I went to the race every year. I know nothing about racing. I don't care about racing. I didn't know much about it at all. Uh And they said, uh, introduced me to someone, said, "You you should meet the pastor. Okay. Maybe you could sing to uh-huh. you know at one of the races or something. I want to introduce you to the pastor. I'm like, okay. So you know, I thought this isn't going to go anywhere. He introduced she, he introduced me to his wife who got me in. They you have all kinds of bands and indi- it's very security, very oh, okay. big deal, and got me in. Met him. He goes, well, you want to sing tomorrow? And I have a pretty loud voice. And so we were in a little tent on the side of some transporters, which are very loud. And my voice carried. People just started gathering like nuts. And that started nine years of traveling with them. Oh, my goodness. How fun. 
for it was you. A, it was a blast. I can only imagine. Oh, that sounds yeah. to me like God blessed you in that arena by leading you down that path. And how many people did you get to touch by that experience? Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Well, before, okay, so this, uh, this <laughs> caught my attention immediately. And she's giggling over here, and I love it because you are a certified. Oh, very important. Certified yes. laugh leader. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> talk to us what that means, if you can help, because I, I went and Googled it. I happened to find where you got certified, which was pretty cool. So if you guys but, go to World Laughter Tour, you can, you too can be certified. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I had a friend that I, I hired her to come and do this laughter workshop. I thought it sounded interesting and uh-huh. funny. My dream is to be really funny spontaneously. I am not. I have <laughs> the childhood for it and everything. Right. I don't know what happened, but you know, I'm going to have to take lesson someday right me too this does not require you being funny at all you don't have to be funny what i thought was interesting the difference between humor and laughter Mm -hmm. on their website that they educated us about because of i think most of us just assume they're one and the same no humor is psychological you either like it you don't like it offends you you know laughter Mm -hmm. is literally for no reason okay so i speak to corporations because the benefits of laughter for no reason are incredible in terms of joining people. I did a big uh, event at uh-huh. the Sky Harbor Airport. Yes, I have managers have with stuff. managers with the people who sweep up at night. Uh-huh. We all laugh the same and you have people interacting. When you laugh and look into someone's eyes, you connect. Right. And that connection stays and that people afterwards feel more like I'm a part, I belong. Right. And belonging is really important. I have to be pretty crazy on stage, so I laugh really loud and really big. And uh, so then even if people start laughing at me, which is fine, because uh-huh. I, I worked with the Sky Harbor, the people that are on the, the where you're dropping people off, and they're like, oh, yeah, the move curb. your car, yeah. get out of here, you know? And I did a, like a 12 o'clock midnight workshop for okay. them. And um, it was my my fiance. I'm married again, but my fiance at the time he thought, "Oh Lord, how is this going to be? This is scary. I hope she does okay." There, you know, some of them were like, "Ho oh, oh, ho!" <laughs> but they start laughing at me. Uh huh. The act of laughter is very physical. You breathe. Your diaphragm yeah. gets going crazy. You get synapses between your left and right brain because you have airflow. <clears throat> you have oxygen. Your re- respiratory system Feels is getting good. better. You feel good. All of a sudden, they start getting the benefits and start joining in. So it, we have a lot of fun. Oh, There's cool. tons of there. I have lists of benefits. So for it. I, and I'm sure. And it says book a speaker. So you just it started because you booked somebody and you got hooked. Uh, yes, I booked someone. I loved it. Signed up for the workshop, and now I speak to different corporations about. I love it. Well, I might have to have you come and talk to our mastermind group about it because sure. I have a bunch of colleagues that get together all the time, and some of them are just spontaneous laugh. You know, can, mm. with their humor. I, I'm one of those girls. I'm like, gosh, I wish I had said that like two days later. A hundred percent. I totally did. And, and I, I wish I was that good. One of my girlfriends yeah. growing up is a professional comic, and she's amazing. Oh. And I always admire oh, her, yes. her quick wittedness and ability mm-hmm. to, you know, just. I guess connect with others because yeah. it's really about connecting. Now yeah. I know we talked about Engaged Living Academy, but what I didn't mention earlier is you're on Facebook and you guys post some daily inspirations. And I, I pulled a couple of memes just because I thought they were fun. The seven mm-hmm. lovely logics, um, not what we say about our blessings, 
but how we use them is the true measure of our Thanksgiving. Mm. They just some daily inspiration if people want to find you yes. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then we post also the newsletter that we write. We oh, post it on the on the page. page. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to get more Kathleen, Monthly. just go to her Facebook yes. page. Um, let me see. I want to make sure what clients say about working with Kathleen. Oh my gosh, there's just so much fantastic stuff. Fry, you might have to zoom in because I don't think anybody can read it on this screen. But um, I came to Kathleen's workshop with just a titch of been there, done it all, seen it all attitude. I mean, there's like so many amazing stories. So I, I asked Kathleen if we could end the show today. Well, for one, she does have a free gift to you. If you guys go to her website, you can get her How to Turn Strangers into Instant Friends. And I don't have time to worry about who doesn't like me. I'm too busy loving the people who love me. I, I, that one actually really spoke to me. I love that. Um, but here I am rolling, scrolling down. I'm going to kind of put Kathleen on the spot of hair because I, she's told me that this story could bring mm-hmm. tears to our eyes. Mm-hmm. And But I thought what a great way to end our show today. Mm-hmm. So you received a letter. Yes. And you titled it, She Touched My Soul. And, um, hey, Mom, did you see the blessing on Facebook you got this morning? It made me cry, asked Jennifer, my daughter. So your daughter saw it first, and she shared it with you. So if it's okay, I'm going to read the letter. Sure. And then if you can maybe share what you wrote about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So the letter starts off. Dear Kathleen, you do not know me, but you know many of my friends from PCC. I wanted to contact you and tell you something and to thank you. In 1975, you came to Westside Church in Long Beach and sang, Precious Lord, Take My Hand. I was 16, a brand new believer, and literally right out of juvenile hall. My mother was an alcoholic, had suffered severe abuse physically and sexually so much that I was given an abortion by the age of 12. Mm. I was hurting, angry, and lost. I accepted Christ about six months before you came. I remember that moment when you sang because it was when I told God I would serve him with my life. I had a feeling in my heart that I would sing and be used by God like you were being used to reach my heart. I ended up singing, traveling all over the world, being one of the first worship leaders for Saddleback Church with Rick Warren and served there for 18 years, recording with my many amazing people and now leading children to use their music and gifts to share the gospel. It has been, it is, it all began with that beautiful and inspirational moment seeing and hearing you sing that day. Thank you for sharing your gift. Thank you for serving God. And thank you for sharing Jesus with such joy, love, and beauty. Sincerely in Christ, Devonna Dre. And oh boy, so I love the blog and you're breathing out because you're probably trying to keep from crying. What kind of emotions did that just bring to you? Yeah, Uh, it's, um, we've since become friends Mm -hmm. on Facebook and uh, just to know that God can work that way through you, that God can touch people's hearts if you're available and... um, so all I know is I was available, and um, and she, God touched her heart. And for her to write that to me meant the world. It meant the world to me. That's um, It's beautiful. what I try every day is to touch people's hearts so they know that they're really incredible, that they're not sick. I don't approach people that they're sick. No. I approach them that they have strategies that don't work, and all we need to do is revamp them. And it's not that scary, and it's not that difficult. And um, when people learn to really actually love themselves, then they can do amazing things and have the life they want. Oh my gosh! Okay, so now I want to cry. So we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna end the show on a happy note because I want to share with you um, a, 
Oh, okay. Real quick. <laughs> Cute picture of Kathleen with her dog. You have a therapy dog. If not, I have two of them. You actually, have two of them now. now. Okay. So you, this, how do you use your dog in therapy? Uh, they're pet all day long. They jump up if the client wants them to. Most of my clients love dogs. When yeah. you walk into the door and you go, hi, Toby, hi, Sophie. You're getting endorphins. You're getting, you know, yeah. dopamine. So they're, they, they're part a lot of time people will, team. yeah, flip their ears the whole time they're talking to me. They're flipping their ears. And I love so, it. They're really sweet. Very good dogs. Well, I'm a dog lover. I know if I uh, came to see you, I would be petting your dog as well. Yeah. And then I wanted to give a shout out to Bernadette Espinosa of Lawyer's Title, who sponsors our show. Um, she's the one who told me about your amazing talent for helping Aww. others. And what she said is that your work is so special. Your fav- Her favorite thing about you is your heart and your humor. Mm-hmm. She is gifted in helping you see yourself from who you were from when you were a child and adult and discovering our protective mechanisms and behaviors that inhibit our ability to reach our fullest level of being amazingness. I love her, and yeah. she can't wait to watch the She's show. She's awesome. I love her, too. Well, we have a mutual affection for each other. I love yes. that we're ending the show in a total love fest. I've got a grateful heart. I know most people who are fans also do. And thank you for sharing today, Kathleen. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. It has been. Have a great day. Thanks, Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Bye-bye. Wow, what a show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love everything I learned about Kathleen. And by the way, if I didn't talk enough about her pedigree, here it is. She's got a master's degree in counseling and ministry at Hope International University, founded Enrich Relationships, an AZ nonprofit serving trauma victims, domestic violence, foster children, and veterans, founded Cat Ministries. She performed in the IndyCar racing circuit with her vocalist and as a counselor, leadership positions specializing in organizational leadership for corporations, churches, and nonprofit organizations. She served and lived as a missionary in Central America, Mexico, China, Peru, Bolivia, and San Diego's inner city. We didn't even get a chance to talk about any of that cool stuff. And she managed multi-million dollar programs at the city of Phoenix, Sky Harbor International Airport. She's a vocal and performance coach with a specialty in music therapy. She includes her dogs with dog therapy. And let's not forget that she's a certified laughter leader. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Check her out. And if you need to find her, very easy way to find her. All you have to do is go to thorngroup.com and all of her content, all of her information and everything is there. And don't forget to sign up for her free ebook while you're there. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. I'm on vacation every single day, every single day.